Hello, and welcome to People Keep Dying, a podcast about people who die. I'm your host, Angela. And I'm Stephanie. And today, I am not going to do a murder because (laughs) I don't know. I just decided not to. (laughs) But I will be doing a Korean death because why not? So it's a Korean death, but not a murder. Yes. Is it a suicide? Well, you'll find out. Okay. Um, So Choi Jin-shil was born December 24th, 1968 in Ooh, Seoul, South Christmas Korea. Eve. She has a younger brother, Choi Jin-young, who would go on to become an actor and a singer. Mm-hmm. jin family was poor and her mother managed a, a pojang matcha, which is like a, basically a food cart or like a street stall selling food. Okay. You don't make so a ton of money for meat, that. Meat it's vendors? Just, like a street vendor? Yeah. Like if you just sold like I guess, yeah, hot like dogs? pretzels or something or hot okay. dogs, but Korean style. Yeah. Um, she would also be called Choi Sujebi by her classmates because she used to eat Sujebi. And I guess you wouldn't really know what that is because it's a Korean food. But it's basically like a really ordinary meal of like it's just broth and then you get like um, flour mixed and you make it into a little dough and then you pull little balls and you put it in the broth. And okay. that's like, that's all you eat, and it's because it's like it's so poor. cheap to make. It's poor it's people poor food. people food. Okay. Yeah, and so that's what they called her choice Sujebi, which is kind of sad. But yeah. it also shows like the financial stress of mm-hmm. her, of the house she's. I hate from. when people make fun of kids for being poor because it's like the kid. It's not like that kid just wants to sit and eat like bread balls and water. Yeah. Like, but I watch TV now and like people make fun like back in the. It probably still happens now. Like. Where um, people from different cultures will bring food, and people are like, "Oh, I make fun of them because of this." You hear, I hear it all the time. Yeah, like, yeah. stop making fun of everybody. Yeah, like, it's like, "Oh, your food smells." It's like, you're just not used to it. I don't know what else to tell you. Yeah, you're not I'm pretty bad used for to that. it. You just don't know what it yeah. smells like. Nick had to get used to the kimchi in the fridge because he had no choice. Mm-hmm. And in the beginning, like when his brother yeah. lived with us, he was just like, "What is that smell?" I'm like, "Get the fuck over it. It's kimchi in the fridge. Shut up. Get <laughs> over that's it. it. That's it's Korean." You know what? It's really good for your gut. Shut up. Some of the stuff you eat smells like shit too. Yeah. <laughs> so what smells terrible to you? That's like, like white people food. I don't know. What, um, what would white people food even be considered? Anything some, deep fried? Yeah, but there's some like grease smells I yeah. don't the smell of. But I yeah. feel like that's a lot of people. Like there's like an oily smell, mm-hmm. you know. But that's yeah. not even just no, culturally. Agree. It's just it smells bad. Yeah. Or when grease has been fried too many times and it's old, that smell. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, I agree. But then you wouldn't. You wouldn't eat from there anyway. No, so. I probably wouldn't. Yeah. Um. She would later achieve stardom, and her humble beginnings would influence how she saved money. And she'd even re- receive awards for being um so frugal and like how she saved because it's such mm-hmm. a big commendable like oh you make all this money but you live such a humble lifestyle and stuff like people love that yeah that people do love that mm-hmm. she but when she was younger she dreamt of becoming a star to escape poverty she gra- as we all do mm-hmm. she Everybody. graduated high school in 1987 and began mm-hmm. her career as an advertising film model because she's really pretty yeah um, it was through her advertising campaign with Samsung Ooh. that she, where she played like a newlywed wife that she gained celebrity. Like people really liked her. And I think Ooh. that's happened before too, yeah. where people really like you in a commercial. I want to say that's how Justin, I don't know if Justin Long was a actor before, but you know, yeah. the, the PC versus Mac 
commercials oh yeah no no he totally was i didn't know that uh, i didn't yeah, even know no, who he was until yeah, i watched those commercials he, okay yeah no he totally was because i think he was an he was a child star oh i didn't know that yeah he because he's can i i definitely recognize him probably because he's canadian okay. but i'm pretty sure he was like he was a child i could be completely wrong on that but, but i remember like yeah like sometimes Justin, yeah young. yeah Justin Long, yeah, no. And it wasn't like, just the commercials. But in the commercials, there's a lot of like acting of like, oh, yeah. you know, like, honey, this, 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 this. So like that's where she started her career mm-hmm. and that's when she starts actually getting TV roles. So in 1988, a year after she starts doing Samsung advertising roles, she gets her first TV role in Ooh, a historic drama. That's quick. 500 years of Chosun. And in Korea, when you do... um what is it like tv shows you only like film for like two or three months like you do all of it in a bulk yeah and they release that and like it's very very crazy schedules you work like 12 16 hours a yeah. day every single day but you know you do it yeah that's what you gotta do because that's your job and that's yeah. what you do and you usually sometimes do like films back to back to back to back sit to back. and you smile because you'd rather be doing this than and, picking rice or you know working at a corporation or selling uh, food or selling food on the street like her mom did yeah so her first film would come two years later in 1990 in 1990 when she was in the movie north korean partisan in south korea which i don't i never watched it so i don't know it's a movie that exists yeah (laughs) but it would also be in 1990 that she because she had been in a lot of supporting roles but yeah. She finally stars in one okay. in nineteen like ninety in a movie called My Love, My Bride. She's really like she's moving quick. Yeah. Like that's three, three years, years after yeah. graduating high school. She fucking did it. Yep. That means that she was so recognizable and likable. Like some yeah. people are just so likable that you just want to see them succeed. And she was one of them. Mm-hmm. They want they went on to like do lead roles in key dramas. Um she did one in nineteen ninety two called Jealousy. And then followed that up by more lead roles in TV shows and movies. Mm-hmm. And TV shows in Korea are basically mini series. They go on for like 16 episodes and they end and you're done. You go to the next project. Mm-hmm. So in 1994, her formal man or former manager, Pei Pyeongsu, was murdered by her road manager. Oh, shit. Pyeongsu, I guess there was a murder in this one. <laughs> Pyongsu we're just not talking about it was an influential figure in the entertainment world and due to Jin Shi's connections um to both individuals she was called in as a witness when it happened okay but because like there you know the, there's a lot of speculation when it happens like that so like the story was a headliner and rumors started to circulate that she was implicated in the crime yeah and that's when her public image took a hit which like, oh man sucks that because some dude married murdered another dude, dude but then now, she knew both of them and it's yeah. like well what does she do and it's like fuck yeah she just knew them because she's famous but, so everyone thinks that yeah, they, but she's a woman she belongs to them yeah yeah Chi has fuck. almost also almost been abducted by crazed fans in 1994 and 1998 oh jesus yeah she published an autobiography in 1998 about her life and how much it's changed from a poor ordinary high school girl to a famous actress and it's called yes let's live truthfully today too which i'm pretty sure sounds better in korean yeah it probably (laughs) it definitely sounds it's probably shorter in korean uh but that's actually a beautiful title yeah um i'm glad she wrote a book 
on that same year, she met professional baseball player Cho Sung Min. And the thing is that, like, um, Cho Sung Min was, he's a big baseball player. Yeah. Like, I don't want watch sports yeah. in anything. So even he, I didn't look up any other information except the fact that he played for Japan's Yomiro Giants. If you told me she was hot shit, he was, he was hot, hot shit, shit. Yeah, for sports, and she was hot shit for entertainment. He with his pitching skills and good looks, he had yeah. many fans in both yeah. Japan and Korea, and they were probably super jealous of her. And they're and both all the guys were super beautiful. jealous of him. Yeah, mm-hmm. beautiful, beautiful. Well, usually it's girls that get jealous of both. They're just jealous that she's yeah, with it, him, and they're yeah. jealous of the way she looks and what lifestyle yeah. she lives. They're jealous of her, and yeah. they're jealous that she's with him because they want to be with him but then the guys are jealous of him because he's a baseball player yeah and they're jealous of him because she gets to be with her Mm -hmm. and a couple married in 2000 which received tons of attention from the press because two celebrities getting married that's the same celebrities getting married is a big deal apparently Mm -hmm. which really it's like they're just two people getting married there is you know how bored people are yeah yes so i do know how bored people are actually they're listening to us (laughs) she gave birth to a son in 2001 and daughter in 2003 and unfortunately this is around a time when everything goes to fucking shit things start to go downhill in 2002 when for two years um from 2002 to 2004 songmin would breach marital fidelity violence and defamation against jinshi which means he becomes a piece or he was a piece of shit oh, okay sorry i thought we were saying that she was and i was no, like Sung-min. what Sung-min's uh, the husband jinshi's yeah. yeah so, so he gets married knocks her up, has a couple kids and then probably well like she's pregnant and popping out the these second kids. kid yeah he's out like having sex with other people because mm-hmm. she's not giving it up or probably also because her body changed a little yeah he's a piece of trash at this point we in don't time, like him there's no there's no filing of divorce mm-hmm. and it's well, considered a senseless act according to south korean um civil law that the fact that he was trashing her before they got they had the divorce papers out yeah um song min had apparently also barred money from chin Shi's family members like um, from her mother and younger brother. Wow. And which he didn't pay back. Why would he be borrowing money from? Because I think he had a gambling problem. Uh, it doesn't matter how rich you are. Gambling problem, yeah. gambling problem. So he doesn't pay it back. What an ass. On November 2002, Song Min physically attacks Chin Shi when she's pregnant with her second, ch- with their second child. Not yeah. her. Yeah. Their yeah. second child. When news publicly came out to save face, the couple came out with a joint statement saying the violence was mutual. Oh. Because, you of know, course. when 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 you when I when the, like after this, it gets more frustrating. No, oh, this poor woman. Okay, so on August two thousand four, Qin Shi was assaulted again by Song Min, and Song Min would come out to the press saying the violence was mutual, but she didn't this time. Um, Jinshi has a different account and comes forward as a victim of domestic violence. Yeah. Due to very conservative nature of South Korea, which they are very conservative, mm-hmm. um, she was basically shunned. Yeah. I, yeah. She came out publicly with her bruised and swollen face, which breached a maintained dignity clause in her with her advertisers. <sighs> so her advertisers drop her. Because she walked outside mm-hmm. with a with a black eye. Shinhan 
engineering and construction, which is like a big conglomerate. What about play? the fucking husband's indecency clause? Like, doesn't he have that for playing baseball? Like, don't beat your wife. Oh my god. Conservative <gasps> means that um, women are anti women. Yes. <laughs> Conservative means anti women. It's very like, well, you know. So it's it's different rules, as we all know. Um, yeah, the Shinhan Engineering Construction Group claimed that she had not kept her contractual obligation of maintain dignity. Wow. So they drop her and they basically want the money that they had already give, like, yeah, given her previously yeah. all back. But she won a trial. But don't worry, that decision was reversed in 2009 by the Supreme Court. So she won a trial and then they went and reversed it. Ugh, God. Yep. The Supreme Court was basically saying that in declaring herself a victim of domestic violence, it constituted a failure to maintain proper social and moral honor. Oh, how so, dare you say so, you're a victim? So because she admitted to the world that her husband was beating yes. her, it's her fault for being in the relationship yes. with it, where she was being beaten. Yep. That is so, that is some serious victim blaming. The women's I right groups so, so in sorry. Korea were not having it. Yeah, As they I came to Chinchu's defense saying the, that the result of the domestic violence is not a matter of dignity, but a matter of survival. Yeah. Um, when a person is suffering, he or she needs to restore their dignity and social honor by disclosing the damage and seeking proper help, as she did. Uh, in September 2004, Chinchu decided to divorce Sungmin. And they finally fucking divorce. Well, I'm glad she was able to apply because I thought it was going to be a situation where she wasn't going to be able to apply for divorce because she's a woman, right? Mm -hmm. So he would have to apply. And it doesn't really seem like he was willing to do it. Well, he was getting well, a free fucking punching bag, apparently, because he's being an asshole. And a free ride. Like, she was, well, I mean, he probably had his own money, but. So Sung Min would publicly say that the marriage was not working out and it was due to Chin Shi and not himself. It's it's her fault that the marriage isn't working out. Yeah, and I guess like and in his perspective, it's like, well, she's the one who's not happy about it anymore. Well, she's the one that's not doing what I want her to do. Yeah. If she would just sit down and shut up and and be and whatever. make me money. Yeah. yeah, if she would just do everything I say, I wouldn't have to hit her. Yeah. So Chin Shi, what you made me do? Like, I, I, you hear that? It's yeah. Crazy. Like yep. that thought process is so crazy. Look what you made me do. I, you know what though? Honestly, um, like. Not to like make this about me, but my parents used to do that. Like yeah. if, when they would hit me Ooh. or if like whatever. Um, well, there was one time where like um, my brother and I, like my brother acted up in a grocery store or something like that. And my mom was like dragging us out to the car. And uh, because she was like so distracted, like yelling at my brother, she closed the car door on my hand and then yelled at and then continued to yell at my brother like look what you made me do you made me hurt your sister and then uh i remember like we, he we came home and then my brother got like beat by my dad oh my god and like they were all blaming my brother but it was just like you're the one that closed the door on my mm -hmm. hand crazy fucking parents sure. you know i thought about right though that sounds yeah yeah it's so just Fuck, man. I feel so bad for her. Oh, uh, I really hope she's not the one that Chin dies. won parental rights, and in return, Tongmin would be exempt from the debt to Chinchi's mother and father. Wow. So in exchange, he wouldn't have to pay the debt back. It, it never said how much, but it must have been a lot. And he just gave up, like, whatever. And he was also allowed to still visit his children regularly, as long as it's supervised and whatever. Oh, that's and cool. she also had to drop several assaults 
assault charges to get the full soul custody. And you see those with parents still compromise to get their kids. Yeah. They'll so. be, they'll be like, just, I, yeah. A lot of the time the mom just wants the kids mm-hmm. and will do anything to like, just have that. Mm-hmm. And in January, 2008, because of the change in law, children were not now allowed to use their maternal family name instead. So their, her children changed their last name from Cho Good to Choi. Um, Chinshu will continue with her life after the divorce and continue to star in TV shows and movies. Hmm. On September 8th, 2008, a close friend of hers, An Che Huan, was found dead in his car. He's the p- husband of a popular comedian, Chong Son Hee, and Che Huan had apparently committed suicide due over like a mounting debt that he owed. Like he couldn't pay it back and. Yeah, just people were probably knocking on his door, and he was getting. Yeah, he's getting. Yeah, yeah. It, and if it wasn't enough that she she was already incredibly sad to have lost a friend, rumors started to circulate that she was really more shaken because she had loaned Che Huan a large sum of money, and his death would mean that she would no longer recover it. But oh, okay, that's not where I thought they were, were going to completely baseless. Yeah, and the securities company employee who was found to have been spreading it was caught. Okay, but it didn't stop the rumors from continuing to build on the internet. Of course not, because it's the internet. Yep, and Chinchu was started to suffer great stress from the whole scandal. I mean, I would have. I. I mean, of all of the rumors that could have been spread, I would have thought that she was upset because they were having an affair or something like that. But like. The whole money thing. Yeah, she, she, she was, was very upset. proud of the whole, like, the, of the fact that she pulled herself out of poverty. Yeah, like, like yeah. it didn't really think, and it didn't really seem like her giving money to people was that big of a deal. So but I don't know. Loaning it out, yeah, like, lo- being a loan shark is kind of a how taboo thing. Yeah, too. but it's it's just like, I think it, like, it's just a, such a weird thing. I mean, I maybe like it's I'm different just, culturally. It's a it's different totally culturally, different but it's yeah. just like of all the things, it's like the, that's what ruined her. Like that's I don't even know why that would be what it's why they would say a, that there's that's there's why there's she's a big upset. Public shame. Like yeah. my dad told me, he would never take money from the government because there's okay. a big public shame of like taking that. a handout. Yeah, okay. taking a handout is big. Yeah. yeah. So on October second, two thousand eight, Chinchu committed suicide in her Aww. home in Seoul. And there's a lot, there's two more pages left. Oh so, my gosh. you know, this isn't the end of it. She was 39 years old. That makes me so sad because it sort of seemed like she had gone through so much already. Mm-hmm. And like, this didn't really seem like, I think it was just in like, the scheme of everything. This didn't really seem she like was it was divorced. That. She was sad. She lost a really close friend. She was already heartbroken. Who, who also people are starting to blame suicide. her for, cause they're blaming her for the fact that he committed suicide. Yeah. And so then, yeah. Yeah, no, I can understand that. So a large number of reporters rushed to her home to report the news because they're all pieces of shit. Mm-hmm. Major websites blocked online comments on articles concerning Chinchu as the internet hadn't been too kind to her before. And I got two big, like, um, statements from the New York Times and Time magazine. So okay. the New York Times said um, almost 80% of South Korea's households have broadband access. And this was in 2008. Um, fostering active online interactions. Most websites have a, have 
here have bulletin boards where users can post uncensored anonymous comments and nearly all young people run their own blogs updating via cell phones yep such sites were a major avenue for rumors about possible dangers of dropping a ban on american um beef that fed an enormous remember the whole like american beef situation in, in 2008 like the yeah like the, also thing? like this is also like before facebook yeah like facebook was still in uh for just colleges yeah but they still had like personal blogs yeah it's just like i just want people to realize like this is before social media yeah this was Um, when personal blogs were really blogs were really big forums were really Mm -hmm. big and stuff like that but it was it was different it's not the way that it is now Major web portals have in recent years doubled the number of monitors to screen out online character assassinations, which is probably now like a hundred times more. Oh, yeah. So, because then you got bots. Yeah. And, like you can write those scripts and you can dox and like you can do so much more. And they respond more quickly to complaints and malicious rumors. But many victims still complain that vicious rumors spread so fast that their reputations were ruined virtually overnight, which has still happens. So is it sort of like they're saying... That, that it was, like she received a lot of online hate and she killed herself because, because of, the of the online, online hate, hate, which you we've all yeah, seen. Yeah, I mean, too. We, yeah, there's a lot of stories. It's very recently, yeah, of and that. it's such a new thing to like read all like just to get like this instant like hate immediately being fed to you through like constant, yeah, constant from from so many people, from so many so people telling many you people. that you're a piece of trash, yeah. like constantly getting that. I, I can't imagine. no I've I I've been through it on such a small scale and I was like oh I don't I don't want to be a part of this no. like receiving death threats from people that you don't know is fucking don't scary know you because like you don't know them you, you don't, don't know, know they're where crazy. they're they from actually do yeah. that too yeah because like and because some people do there are people that do say that go into youtube comments and like say that i'm gonna like oh i'm gonna shoot up this and then they go and fucking do it yeah which is why like i think that happened last year yeah and then they're like oh well if you had caught me and it's like with the akihabara massacre was the same thing it was just like yeah. well if you had stopped me it's like a lot of people say a lot of shitty things online and a lot of people don't take it seriously because no. so many of you say so many shitty things exactly well, i mean not you but you know well, like, no in but general. It, no in general yeah. it's a you in general but it's like that's exactly it like how are you supposed to know what's real and what's not mm-hmm. and it's like the big blame on here was basically like this new um this new thing about um, online commenters yeah online cyberbullying was completely new and i think she was a very one of the very first one of the first ones yeah that's really sad um time magazine said she was more than south korea's julia roberts or angelina jolie because she was a big star yeah um for nearly 20 years Choi was the country's cinematic sweetheart and as close to being a national actress as possible. But since her body was found on October 2nd, an apparent suicide, she has become a symbol of the difficulties women face in this deeply conservative yet technologically savvy society. Mm-hmm. Incessant online gossip appears to have been largely to blame for her death. But it's also clear that public life as a single working divorced mom still a pariah status in South yeah, Korea 100%. was one role she had a lot of trouble with. And I think a lot of people did probably also press on that too, which is like, well, she's single. What, what does she do wrong? She has kids. She's a, you know, like, yeah, she's a somehow working her. Yeah. mm. Yeah. Even though men did all this shit to her, she's still the problem because she's a woman. Well, if, 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 if she was a man, he would be seen as like, 
Look at him. How great he is. He's Being divorced. He's raising his kids. Yep. He's working. But somehow when a girl does it, it's like, oh, no. Well, that's what you're supposed yeah. to do. Yeah. it's Yeah. Garbage. That's what you're supposed to do. So mm-hmm. why are we praising you for it? Exactly. Like you're. So whenever I see like pictures or, or whatever about like dads doing things, I'm like, that's what they're supposed. That's our children. That's what yeah. they're supposed to do. Yeah. Well, it's, that's the thing, right? Like all they have to do is show up. And it's yeah. like they just have to do the bare minimum and they're praised for everything. And but it's like, well, they so work. hard it's like to be a both good mom. parents works now. So, I mean, it's not even like yeah. a wall. And even if you do work, it doesn't matter. Yeah, but now you're a bad mom if you work. You know yeah. What I mean? Like it's, it's just, garbage. oh my God, mom hate, mom on mom hate is like intense. I know. Why, so why do, fucking... why do people, like, why do women hate each other so much? I don't know. It's weird. I don't know. So Chinchu's suicide led to a spike in suicides in the following month, like a lot of copycat suicides. Apparently that's a thing. There's an entire Wikipedia article about copycat suicides. And by the way, most of my information is from Wikipedia because it was is it so no, Is it long. like one of those things from like a psychological standpoint where like they probably idolized her and then and looked then, at her and was like, well, look how she had everything and look how I think a lot of people was, and so um, they killed connect them. with the same hardships as she yeah. had and they had already had suicidal thoughts. So and they so see they this were, person yeah. they admire who struggled and then when they kill themselves and yeah, it's like, they're that like was, well, if they, they can't make it, if they how can't can I make, make it, it with all of their stuff, how can I? Exactly. Yeah, that's, oh, yeah. that's really sad, guys. So there was a temporary increase the following month of 70% suicide Jesus in south Christ. korea um on on august something fif- was in the water yeah on august 15 2009 jinsha's ashes were stolen from her burial site <gasps> no. and they were quickly recovered okay and she's now resting in a new tomb in a park in gaspin park cemetery in yang yang pyong and unfortunately this isn't going to be the only suicide in my story uh-oh. The Choi family's tragedy wouldn't end here, though, as Jin Shi's younger brother, Jin Yong, would struggle to move on from this tragedy. There's pictures of him uh, at the funeral. The brother, the brother always has a hard time. Yeah. There's a picture of him at the funeral holding his sister's picture with just crying at the funeral. Oh and how awful. Gosh. Like, who took the picture? Like, it's just. Well, of course they did. Of course they did. And of course they probably took, it. I feel like, a million photos, mm-hmm. and we only saw the one. So he enrolled in school because that's all his sister has asked him to do. But mm-hmm. he struggled with deep depression because I imagine, yeah. of course he did. Because his sister is dead. His sister killed himself. All these other people are killing themselves. They're probably constantly talking about how the sister killed herself. And then there, there's pictures and, of you yeah. at the funeral. And yeah, it's just like, it's and you just, already had a hard time. Yeah, And they were already dragging her in, in the media before. They're going to c- continue to. And they're going to continue to blame the family. And they're going to hound the family. Yeah. Just like they have done. Oh, oh my God. And he was also an actor and singer and he canceled several engagements yeah. that year because he couldn't do it um friends would later say that he had several failed suicide attempts which had his stomach com- pumped for a drug overdose yeah but on march 29 <sighs> 2010 chin young hanged himself on an electrical cord in the attic of his apartment in seoul he was 39 that's so sad his mom and female junior like a, a, a friend whose name was chung i'm assuming it's a friend they just named they just called her a female junior in college they found him and he was rushed to the hospital but was pronounced dead at 2 46 p.m he was cremated and buried next to his sister but crazy enough it doesn't end here what oh my god did they steal his ashes too on january 6 2013 song min her ex-husband 
was found hanging in the bathroom of his oh. girlfriend's apartment hole around 526. I don't feel bad about this. He was this. 39. All three of them died at 39. That's why I was like, what that's the weird. fuck? That is really weird. Uh, don't feel bad about the husband killing no, himself, No, but I mean, though. the fact that they're all 39 was crazy. Unless he killed himself because he felt bad for what he did to her. But um, did, he get, did he leave a note or yeah. anything like that? So Sungmin had drank three bottles of soju with his girlfriend at the time, identified only as Park. At this time, Park told Sungmin she wanted to end the relationship and left her house around midnight to meet a friend. Um, Songmin's mother had received text message hinting at Songmin committing suicide around 12, 11 a.m. And Park would receive a similar message five minutes later on Kakao Talk. His mo- to his mom, he wrote, It looks like there's no way for me to live in Korea anymore. I am very sad, but please think that you never had a son. And what, but but pe- please, please think, think that, that you, you never, never had, had a, son. a son. Like, act like I was never born. Wow. To Park, his ex-girlfriend, he wrote, my heart breaks that we can't be together in the final moments of my life. Thank you for everything. Hang t- tough even when I'm gone. Uh, okay, that's... And then he hung himself, and then that was... I just thought he, he was buried in Pundang Sky Castle Memorial Park. Yeah. But I just thought it was crazy that three people in the same family 39. died when they're 39 years... They yeah. all commit suicide by hanging. Yeah. Not like... That's Drug weird. All hanging, thirty nine, and yeah. So when I, I didn't Comes know, I, I knew that she, I knew that she had committed suicide, but I didn't realize that there was this crazy connection until yeah. I did the story. Awesome. But yeah. Thanks, man. That was a great story. Um, yeah. I'm sorry to everyone that gets upset about the fact that I didn't care about the husband, but I mean, he used to beat her, so whatever you obviously have less empathy for anyone who yeah and i think most people i feel really bad for her because i don't think that she needed to kill herself and i feel really bad for the brother brother because because he probably wouldn't have killed himself if she didn't kill himself i just thought it was so crazy that like someone was younger than her and then at exactly the same age as when he hung himself and i was like that's weird like yeah i don't know survivor's guilt man i didn't find any um conspiracy theories about that age but i just thought it was kind of cool not cool but yeah yeah, kind of weird it's just yeah it's just it's just a interesting little tidbit well thanks ma'am all right um all right Uh, so we're gonna hop right into it so just before 4 p.m on february 12th 2010 during a routine meeting of the biology department at the University of Alabama in Huntsville, biology professor Amy Bishop stood up, took her 9mm Ruger handgun, and began shooting at the other faculty members in the head. Jesus. It was a... So they were sitting at like a large oval desk, you know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about? And so there were people on this side, on the left side, and there were people on the right side. So... And she basically started on her left side, and as she shot down the line, she shot about six people, everyone else on the other side dropped to the table and then hit on under the table on the floor. Uh, she then put the gun up to her head, pulled the trigger, and it just went click. Uh, meaning that it either jammed she or she had run out of yeah. ammunition. And at this point, uh, this is when Amy started to appear angry, then perplexed. And then uh, Deborah Moriarty, the dean of the university's graduate program and a professor of biochemistry, approached Amy and then uh, pushed her out of the room and got and everybody was able to block the door, which 
I was like, well, now you've just released a gunman into your school. Why didn't they like, I'm, so, I'm pretty sure she wasn't like, they, couldn't they physically stop her at that point? I she like, didn't have a gun. I mean, she had, well, they did, they weren't sure if it had just jammed or if she was completely out oh, of ammunition, true. right? Like yeah. they had no idea. Uh, but I was just thinking like you fucking put her out into the hallway with yeah. the kids. I mean, whatever. So of the 12 people that were in the room, six were shot. Uh, and three were, were, uh, killed immediately, uh, cause they were all shot in, in the, the head. head. Yeah. She was aiming at the head. Uh, luckily because of the time of day that there were very few students there, there, uh, so none of them were harmed. Um, the people who were killed were Gopi Padilla, who was the chairman of biology. Maria Davis was an associate professor. Adriel Johnson senior was also an associate professor. Uh, Louis Cruz Vera was a biology professor. Uh, Joseph Leahy was a biology professor as well. Uh, they were injured. And Stephanie Montecilio was a staff assistant. She was also injured. Uh, so Amy was arrested a few minutes later outside the building after she called her husband to come pick her up. Uh, she looked like she was in a trance saying, it didn't happen. There, there's no way. Uh, when the police asked her about the death, she said, there's no way they're, they're all still alive up there. Like she had no idea. They later found the gun, uh, in the bathroom. Uh, Amy didn't have a permit to carry, uh, and her husband would later say that she had borrowed the gun a few weeks prior and had asked him to take her to a shooting range, which she had done Mm -hmm. one time, which it's like, you went to a shooting range one time and then all of a sudden you just pulled it again and started like shooting people. Like craziness yeah you he he, there's he didn't do anything wrong it's normal some people just yeah well let's not be saying that there wasn't anything going on with the husband because yeah that's true i'm not 100 percent sure i have some some weird feelings about this so um amy is a 44 year old woman with four kids and um honestly like it looked like she was doing pretty well for herself not to live yeah um she came from a really good family she was really smart super talented she had completed her undergraduate degree at Northeastern. She earned a PhD in genetics at Harvard. She worked as the instructor instructor of medicine at the Harvard Medical School. Uh, she started working at the Department of Biological Sciences at the University of Alabama in Huntsville as an assistant professor in 2003. So she had like a really great record mm-hmm. um her husband and her had competed in a technology competition and where they came in third place winning twenty five thousand dollars for a portable cell incubator which apparently was like a huge deal like i guess the husband's like boss or something like that was like mm-hmm. this is gonna like change the world and yeah. revolutionize everything and there was all this like but other people were basically like she's a crack like she's she's a quack um so she was also a writer and it was said to it was said that they basically believe believed that her writing would be her ticket out of academia mm-hmm. like she was a beautiful writer um she had an agent uh but she never published any books but she did have three completed novels at the time and they they basically used these novels as a way to like this was her state of mind but it's like it's possible. It's, it's possible. very possible. It could be a reflection of our state of mind. Especially uh, if it's really disjointed or yeah. kind of psychotic. Yeah. So, uh, but members of her writing club said that she frequently used her Harvard degree and family ties to boost her credentials. Uh, and other people said that she was entitled to praise. Oh, which, well, I went to Harvard. Yeah, basically. <laughs> she was like, oh, well, I'm a writer and I'm a, I'm a Harvard I went professor. To Harvard. So, yeah. Which... 
I mean, she, it, it makes sense from the rest of everything that's going on. It's like, yeah, she probably seems like she's like that. Yeah. Uh, very well to do. Uh, thanks. So she's better than everyone else. So uh, several colleagues expressed concern over her behavior, saying that she would often go off on bizarre tangents. She was being very, she was very strange. She was worried, worried to be around. Um, she was reportedly a very bad instructor and bleh very bad instructor and unpopular amongst her students. A uh, bunch of her students even got together to sign a petition to have her removed from like the staff, uh, but nothing happened. And like the no, nothing ever came of anything, but like she was like moving students out of her class. People were like constantly trying to ask to get out of her class. Jeez. So she was not very good Yeah, at her job. Uh, so Amy applied for tenure, uh, but she was denied in March of 2009. No one likes her. Uh, yeah, because no one likes her. Huh. Um, and because she got denied tenure, she didn't expect to get her teaching contract removed in 2010. And she later found out that one of her colleagues, uh, had referred to her as crazy. So she had filed a complaint alleging sexual discrimination, basically like, like, I didn't get this job because I'm a woman and this man called me crazy and I want him to take it back and apologize. And then you have to give me the job. Wow. And that like, and the other professor was like, no, I'm not going to take it back. Like she's fucking crazy. Uh, and th this is a direct quote. <laughs> I said she was crazy multiple times and I stand by that. This woman did things that weren't normal. She was out of touch with reality. And he's right. Yeah. So, so, and like, I don't I couldn't no one really gave specifics on like what she would do but it was just like she was just crazy like that's all anyone ever fucking says so it was like it's hard to really get a gauge on like what she was like uh, but Amy's husband on the other hand said that the denial of her tenure was a real issue and described the process as a really long hard fight but on his understanding was that she exceeded the qualifications for well, that's tenure. that's what she would have told him. And, uh, yeah, so she was, like, basically going home and saying that she was overqualified and they, like, were complaining because she did too much and all this different stuff. And it was like, no, you suck at your job and you weren't doing your work. You weren't doing what you were supposed to do. Apparently, they had told, like, they had said, like, you need to write, I don't know, like, three articles Books three or, articles yeah. in what in a year and she didn't write those articles yeah but then she went home to her husband and said i wrote all these articles but they're saying that because i wrote five i don't qualify for tenure because they only wanted three and it's like that's not how that's that, not that how fucking works. works yeah but whatever but like she's relaying the story home it's not like he also works with her so he wouldn't know the full story anyways yeah. so she basically gets charged. So she gets charged with one count of murder and three counts of attempted murder. And prosecutors uh, from the get go were like, we want the death penalty, which like, that seems goddamn that it yeah. does seem really excessive. But I've, like, I've seen worse people. Not death penalty. Yes. That's why. But like, uh, so after being told the charges, uh, Amy apparently had to get put on suicide watch. Uh, she later pled not guilty by reasons of insanity, but like of uh, the, the lawyer, her lawyer originally came out and was like, she has paranoid schizophrenia. And then later he was like, okay, maybe I kind of spoke a little too soon because yeah. there wasn't anything to back up yeah, that you she don't was have actually a psychiatrist crazy. Saying that. But I think it has a lot to do with her family who was like, we don't want her tagged as being crazy because she comes from, she yeah. has connections and then you don't want your genetics to seem like yeah yeah can't can't have her doing all of this so um eventually like some of the families are like they write in letters and they're just like listen 
we don't want any more death. We don't want her to get the death penalty. Um, and like, we don't really want this trial. So the DA, uh, seeks to not see a blah. So the DA changes their mind. They decide not to seek the death death penalty. Mm -hmm. And then Amy pleads or changes her plea to guilty. And then she was sentenced to life without the possibility of parole. Mm -hmm. Um, so while, and while they're looking into her background, okay, so they basically just like, they basically write it off as like, she shot up all these people because she got denied tenure and she wasn't going to be a teacher anymore. So mm-hmm. she went in to, she went in to kill all of them and she, then kill she was, herself. She was a disgruntled employee. Yeah. But the goal was to kill herself at the end of it. Yeah. Uh, but she didn't have the foresight to think of how many bullets she was going to need. Like it's, I don't know. Uh, so when they start looking into the background, into her background, they discover, uh, hey, this isn't the first fucking time uh, that she shot someone. What? So back in 1986, at the age of 21, after getting into, supposedly after getting into an argument with her brother, Amy shot and killed her brother, who was 18 at the time, with a 12-gauge pump-action shotgun. In statements to the police, blah, wow, Stephanie, what is going on with you? <laughs> In statements to police, both Amy and her mother described the incident as accidental. Now, here's the fucking thing. I'm going to say the same thing about this mom in the same way that I thought about JonBenet Ramsey. She's fucking covering for that child because one child's dead and now she's trying to save the other. Yeah. Which so, I understand that. Yes, I do understand it. Uh, I didn't. I didn't think that he died for some reason. I thought like maybe he was just shot. Oh no, he you was shot in. He was shot point blank in the chest with a twelve gauge so shotgun. It wasn't anyone. You can't be a mistake. Yeah. Not like the yeah. whole Dick Cheney thing. No, they were like no. it was an accident. It wasn't an accident. Uh, we'll get to that later. So. Um, so Amy and her mother described the incident as an accident. An inquiry into the incident by the state police also described the incident as accidental. That's what goes down on the official report. However, in 1988, a detailed record of the shooting disappeared and had been removed from the files. That's what money does. So suspicious, eh? Yeah. So in 2010, when they go back and they look at it, they were like, what the fuck is this? And current police chief Paul Frazier is like, we got to do some digging. And uh, he like interviews some other people that worked the case. So turns out that when Amy was detained, Amy demanded to see John Polio, who was the police chief back in 1986. And it is also alleged that Amy's mother was a huge political supporter of the chief. Mm -hmm. And so the three of them go into a room and when they come out, Amy's no longer being charged. It's, it was an accident. That's what they're going with. And she's released into her mother's care. And like, uh, Fraser also was working like he wasn't the police chief, but he was working there. And many of the other officers were like super frustrated over her release. Uh, and they all believe that polio had fixed a murder yeah. and had covered it up. Well, uh, she was bound for Harvard. Yeah. Because, you know, she had all this, you know, future ahead of her and like, she already whatever. had one dead child. They yeah. needed to make sure the other one yeah. always did well. Yeah. So eventually, uh, police chief uh, Frazier is able to relocate these missing files and basically learns that, yeah, no, Amy fucking did it. Mm-hmm. And apparently, not only did she did it, she, after, like, during the argument, I guess, reportedly, supposedly, allegedly, she gets into an argument with her brother. She goes and gets the shotgun. She shoots a warning shot. 
at the wall, then shoots her brother. Then she leaves the house, um, goes to a nearby auto dealership, and then like starts waving the gun at the workers at the auto dealership to give her a car. She tries to steal a car. And try oh, wow. <laughs> And and then after that point, that's when she her mom fucking comes and gets her, and then she gets arrested, and it was an accident. Mm-hmm. Um, so the report said that she should have at least been charged, or she should have been charged at the very least for assault with a dangerous weapon, uh, carrying a dangerous weapon, and unlawful possession of a dangerous weapon and ammunition. Um, but they didn't charge her for all that; they just released her into the mom's care, uh, and then that piece of paper was like, whoops. I don't, I don't know. We misfiled it. Shuffled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, however, the statute of limitations had long since passed on those crimes, but the police were still like, but if we can get her for murder, we got to. Yeah. Um, so after the whole series of events, uh, on June 16th, 2010, Amy is charged with first degree murder of her brother's death. But later in 2012, they decide not to pursue charges after she is found guilty for the school shooting because she received life to, without parole yeah. there. And therefore, she wouldn't be a danger to anybody else. But because it's all just like, jail. yeah, but you could just keep giving her all of these fucking whatever. But they also couldn't prove it. Yeah. And the mom and like the parents we're still very like we don't know what happened we don't know what caused the school shooting but seth's shooting was an accident mm-hmm. like the mom was still very much like this is an accident and she's probably convinced herself of it yeah too. at this point she most definitely has um so uh yeah so she's not going to be dangerous to anybody else and unfortunately we really don't know too much about what went on with the, like, the police cover up because mm-hmm. all that shit got sealed and polio died anyway. So who really knows? But they like, they sealed up Jesus. everything. It was like cover up, cover up conspiracy. Uh, so there was also a pipe bomb incident in 1993 where the coworker of Amy uh, had given her like a bad review or mm-hmm. something for one of her jobs. And then like a couple of weeks later, he receives a pipe bomb, uh, but it didn't explode. And uh, Amy and her husband were questioned in the incident, but ultimately no evidence was found to link them other than they just like, they wouldn't cooperate. They wouldn't come in for questioning. They like, it was just like circumstantial. Like this had happened and then he received a pipe bomb. Uh, they still believe that they were involved, but the case remains unsolved. Her poor kids, because yeah. uh, she had four kids yeah. and she was probably exactly the same as a mother. And holy fuck. Yeah. I think about it. Yeah. Poor kids. Yeah. Like really fucking crazy. Oh, and that's not all. So in 2002, Amy assaulted a woman inside of an IHOP because the lady wouldn't give up their booster seat. So according to the police report, Amy walked into the IHOP, asked for a booster seat for her kid. And the people were like, we don't have any. Sorry. So she walked over to a woman sitting at a table, demanded the seat when they were like, no, no I'm I, using my, it. my child yeah. is sitting in it. Uh, she launched into a profanity, profanity laced rant. And when the woman wouldn't give up the seat, Amy punched her in the head while yelling, I'm Dr. Amy Bishop. Wow. Give me this seat. I'm Dr. Amy Bishop. I work at Harvard. I Bob, went to Harvard. I went to Harvard. Me, me. So yeah, this lady clearly has some fucking issues. And yeah, so she has a history of fucking violence. And that's that's the story of uh, Amy Bishop. I wonder, like, 
how she must have been for the rotting in jail i don't know i don't know she like didn't she apparently like when they brought her in she was like it didn't happen don't know what you're talking about like she was like she must be able to she must she must have she must be able with like that with like the angle like it doesn't really seem like her mom was getting her the help that she needed no she, she definitely had some yeah. issues that she had to work out yeah she has like disassociative mm-hmm. personality disorder or something like that yeah there's like something there's to act like yeah. nothing happened like and yeah. it's basically like she basically tried to kill anyone that like like ruined her name in yeah. any sort of way like this like Guy gave her a bad review and he, she pipe sent bomb. him a pipe bomb. So Jeez. the reason why the pipe bomb, uh, when they like searched her house afterwards, uh, after the shooting or whatever, they, um, they found like suspicious, like bomb type shit at the house. Um, and they had to like clear the neighborhood, but then it found out that it wasn't explosive. And then also when, uh, after the shooting or whatever, um, a bunch of people thought that she had booby trapped the school with like a herpes bomb. Uh, so that like someone would open it and it would like release a herpes uh, bacteria or something like that and like hurt a bunch of people because she had like written one of her novels was like written about a woman that like causes like releases oh a herpes God. bomb and then also there was another one of her other novels I hope uh, her was novels written, are never released no I, they probably Good. aren't but one of her novels was about like shooting her father after getting into an accident and so people think that that book was like her telling of her shooting her brother not which yeah. um which it's just like i mean maybe or maybe she was just she experienced that and so she wrote about it but that yeah. doesn't necessarily mean that what happened in this book is how she yeah kill actually killed her brother but apparently it lines up a little bit and yeah so that's my that's my story of amy bishop who uh and the um university of alabama in huntsville shooting jeez well that was depressing yes (laughs) very much was very much was well, thank um, you for telling me that story. I'd never heard yeah. of it. I think, I'm always surprised when we tell I each think, other stories and yeah. we've never heard of it. I think I of definitely heard of the shooting. Um, but I didn't know anything about her. But I, yeah, I didn't know anything about like the rest of it. Like, yeah. Jesus Christ. Like, shoots her brother and her parents like covered up. Well, Essentially. Allegedly. Yeah. Well, thank you for the story. And yep. thank you guys for listening. Yes, thank you guys for listening. Um, You're the real MVPs. Let us know if there's any stories like the cover. Review us, rate us, email us at peoplekeepdying at gmail.com. Do all the social media junk stuff. Yep. And people keep dying. Keep dying. And don't <laughs> die by next week, hopefully. Yes, hopefully. And hope you're still here next week. Yep. Bye. Bye.